0: Friends, welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find all the archives and to support this mission of delivering God's Word around the world via podcast. Today, we are looking at the Gospel according to Luke, and we're looking at chapter 14. Now, in this chapter, we are reminded by the Messiah that following Him will cost you something. And that it's very dangerous to have too much of this world, to be too clingy to the things of this world, because what that'll do is become a stumbling block for you and it'll disable you in your walk with God. Because you'll be seeking to cling on to these things and you're going to miss out. You're going to miss the kingdom. Very important lessons. The other lesson I think that really stands out, and this, is, this lesson is standing out to me more and more over the last couple of years of I, as I study God's word. That the importance of how we treat those in need, the poor, is extremely critical. I mean, when you look at the parable of the separation of the sheep and the goats, the thing that Jesus says, this is why you're in this camp, and this is why you're in that camp, is 100% dealing with how you treated the poor, those who were imprisoned. Those who were in need, who needed clothing on their back. Those who didn't care and ignored the poor and those in need. And He said, what you've done to them, you do unto me. Extremely important. Extremely important. In fact, Peter says that charity, love, charity, how you treat those in need, covers a multitude of sin is extremely important. So that's what we're going to discover as we read Luke chapter 14 today. Alright, let's dig right in. Luke chapter 14, I'm reading from the King James Bible this morning. Verse 1. And it came to pass as he went into the house of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day, that they watched him. And behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy. And Jesus answering spake unto the lawyers and to the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? And they held their peace. And he took him and he healed him, and he let him go, and he answered them, saying, Which of you? shall have an ass or an ox fallen into a pit, and will not straightway pull him out on the sabbath day. they could not answer him again to these things. And he put forth a parable to those which were bidden, when he marked how they choose out the chief room, saying unto them, When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. And he that bade thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man place. And thou begin with shame to take the lowest room. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room, that when he bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then thou shalt have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted." Then said he also to them that bade him, "When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen nor thy rich neighbours, lest they also bid thee again, and recompense be made thee; but when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, Thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee; for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. And when one of them sat at the meat with him, heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. All right. So right there, Jesus is saying, Look, don't be seeking all these honorable positions and places to sit those who exalt themselves in this life will be humbled in the end those who humble themselves will be exalted in the end and he's saying don't be don't be throwing all these big parties to celebrate with your rich friends and instead if you really want to be blessed you really want god's favor Invite in the poor. The blind. And the maimed. Then you'll truly be blessed. Oh, we have everything in this world backwards. Now let's continue on. We're going to look at this parable of the great supper here. And there's so many points I think that could be made about this parable. But I wanted to say the biggest point that I think is made. Is that. People who are too distracted by things of this world. And listen, it can happen to any of us. And I look in the mirror when I say these things and I speak as a man. When we have these little things that distract us, these worldly things. And sometimes these worldly things are even good things that still steal us away from God we endanger ourselves of missing it because we're too busy, too distracted. And what we're going to hear after the parable is that if you want to follow Jesus, if you truly want to, you're going to have to take up your cross. You're going to have to be willing to die to this world. And the less things of this world that you have in your life holding you down, the easier it is to die to the world and to follow Jesus. The more things you have, the easier it is for you to be pulled down by the world and pulled into the world and get covered in the filth of the world and be distracted by the world. You may not even realize the hold that these things have because some of them are much more subtle than others. Let's look at the parable of the Great Supper. Verse 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it, and I pray thee, have me excused. This guy saying, I'm I'm too busy. I just bought some land. I got to deal with it. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I must go prove them. I pray thee, me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. And so the servant came and showed his lord these things. And the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets, the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor. And the maimed, and halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done, as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Hmm, Very important parable. He's saying, you know what? they don't want to come in go get all the poor and the maimed and the blind because they will not reject the gospel message and in part this also speaks to the Jewish community at that time who rejected this message and then what happened is the gospel went out to the Gentiles this is the commentary that Matthew Henry gives let me just read you his commentary real quick But before I read his commentary, my commentary on it is that the primary meaning is don't be distracted by the things of this world because that will become a crutch, that will become an excuse for you, and you're going to miss the kingdom of God, you're going to miss it. Here's what Matthew Henry's commentary is. In this parable, observe the free grace and mercy of God shining in the gospel of Christ which will be the food and a feast for the soul of a man that knows its own wants and miseries. All found some pretense to put off their attendance. This reproves the Jewish nation for their neglect of the offers of Christ's grace. It shows also the backwardness there is to close with the gospel call. The want of gratitude in those who slight gospel offers and contempt put upon the God of heaven thereby justly provoked him. The apostles were to turn to the Gentiles when the Jews refused the offer, and with them the church was filled. The provision made for precious souls in the gospel of Christ has not been made in vain, for if some reject, others will thankfully accept the offer. The very poor and the low in the world shall be as a welcome to Christ as the rich and great. And many times the gospel has greatness, success among them, that those that labor under worldly disadvantages and bodily infirmities. Christ's house shall at last be filled. It will be so when the number of the elect is complete. So for those who are poor and trodden down and at a disadvantage, listen, the kingdom of God belongs to you truly truly does and we should not long for riches we should not long to be filled with wealth it'll corrupt us it'll destroy us it'll even if we somehow manage to 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 still stay on the narrow path in spite of all the wealth and all the trinkets and everything how much of our inheritance will we have lost whereas the poor Those who have had nothing but Christ, have humbled themselves always, have always sacrificed their dreams and their passions and wealth for the sake of the gospel, how great will their inheritance be? Let's continue. Verse 25. Jesus is telling some more stories here. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned, and he said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father, and his mother, and his wife, and his children, and his brethren, and his sisters, yea, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. What is Jesus saying? He's saying that none of these things can come before me if you really want to be my disciple. I've got to be first. Verse 27, and this is a point I try to make because the church doesn't often make it. You want to follow Jesus, it's going to cost you something. In fact, it may cost you everything. Verse 27, and whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and count the cost, whether you have sufficiency to finish it, Thus haply, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, and all behold it began to mock him, saying, "This man began to build and was not able to finish, or what king going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first, and consulteth whether he be able to win with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand, or else while the while, or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambush. Or an, I'm sorry, an ambassage, and desireth conditions of peace, and so likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. He's saying, listen, you better count the cost, and the cost is everything. Your your mom, your dad, your sister, none of that can come before me. You got to be willing to take up your cross. He's saying. It would be foolish to follow me without considering that cost. He's saying, who would try to build something without making sure he's got sufficient funds and and everything to do that? What kind of king would go out to war, not counting whether or not he could win this war? Whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. It's the same theme. This whole chapter is the same theme. Do not cling to the things of this world if you intend to follow Jesus. Verse 34, salt is good, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill, but men cast it out. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Salt is worthless if it doesn't have its saltiness. So also is the Christian who clings to this world. If you're not a salt and a light to this world, Jesus says, hey, look, salt that doesn't have saltiness, it's not good for land. It's not even good for the dung hill. That's a a strong, strong, strong statement. It's not even good for the dunghill. Let me read some Matthew Henry commentary just to end it here. On this last ten verses, this is what he says. He says, Though the disciples of Christ are not all crucified, yet they all bear their cross and must bear it in the way of duty. Jesus bids them to count upon it and then consider of it. Our Savior explains this by two similitudes. The former showing that we must consider the expense of our religion. The latter that we must consider the perils of it. Sit down and count the cost. Consider it will cost the mortifying of sin, even the most beloved lust. The proudest and most daring sinner cannot stand against God, for who knows the power of his anger? It is in our interest to seek peace with him, and we need not sin to ask conditions of peace. They are offered to us and are highly to our advantage. In some way, a disciple of Christ would be put to trial. May we seek to be disciples indeed, and be careful not to grow slack in our profession, or afraid of the cross, that we may be the good salt of the earth, to season those around us with the Savior of Christ good, good words here. Let me end with Micah, the prophet Micah, chapter 6, verse 8. He says, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. I pray you've been blessed this morning, friends. Thank you for taking the time to listen and download these every week and it is my great privilege i'm so blessed to be able to do this so blessed so grateful for this opportunity and i thank all of you for helping me make that possible quick note this week we are going to start our haftorah which is the portion of the prophets um the torah portion schedule starts over this week with bereshit in the beginning we're not doing the Torah portion this year. We did that last year. We are doing the prophets portion this year. However, I'll be out of town for the next few days, which means that it will not be released until this weekend. Uh, so do not be discouraged. If you do not see a video from me on Friday morning, as usual, it's probably going to be more like Sunday morning. Uh, I also want to try to get some uh, devotional slash commentary written about it, uh, to be released also. So That is what's going on this week. If you want to support this mission of truth, you can do that by going to scriptureandprophecy.com. You become a monthly Patreon subscriber, which helps out a lot, or there is the one time through PayPal. And if you want to know more about the end of days, you can learn a lot about it in about three minutes a day by picking up the end of days, a 30-day devotional, by going to scriptureandprophecy.com forward slash book. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.